With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome. My name is Andrew and this is the Who Death Discussion, our New England Saints podcast where we talk about all Saints news, opinions, and reactions. So before we get into this podcast, I just want to say if you enjoy this podcast and you haven't followed us already, we are on Twitter at the Who Death Dis, on Instagram at Who Death Discussion, on Podomatic at the Who Death Discussion. Also, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel on iTunes and our Google Play channel. Um, you can follow us all there at the Who Death Discussion. And please on there, please like, um, you know, subscribe as I said before, and also leave a comment, review. And, you know, all that good stuff because that really helps us expand the podcast, really helps us know what we're doing good and what we're doing bad. And we're just such, still a small podcast that, you know, getting bigger, you know, this is a really good way of doing that, spreading the word, stuff like that. You know, also, you know, if you can share this podcast, share it on Twitter, you know, Facebook, um, uh, Instagram, you know, um, iTunes, you know, Google Play, all those ways you can share it. You know, please share it. It's just really helpful for me, especially if you like it and you know other people that would like it. It'd be really helpful for me to, you know, know that I have a, you know, a large, you know, um, fan base of Saints fans watching this, so just be, you know, it's really nice to know that, that I, I know a lot of Saints fans do watch these videos, but, you know, we're still very small, and, you know, obviously, we don't obviously get as much views as the big Saints podcast, but, you know, I think we're doing a pretty good job, and we've grown steadily, so that's really good as well, so I just want to say thank you to Houdat Nation, you know, for that, and then with all that said, I think we should get into some Saints news before we talk some Saints Falcons, so the first and only set of news this week is that the Saints signed defensive tackle Jay Bromley. Um, once again, he played four seasons with the Giants and, you know, the preseason this year with the Saints. With the Giants, he did start 76 games. He had two sacks and 47 tackles during that span. Um, during Also, during the preseason, he was pretty good. Um, he also had two tackles there. Um, he actually had made some really nice run stops as well. You know, he did a really good job there. Um, excuse me, he had four tackles, not two. He had four. So he had a good amount of run stops there. Um, you know, in the preseason, to me, he was kind of second fiddle to Deverell Lawrence. And, you know, wouldn't it be big to have Deverell Lawrence right now and not have traded him away for only a seventh rounder? But, you know, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty because Tyler Davison is still nursing that, um, you know, foot injury that you know, he said it was only going to be a week or two. So now we're going on to the second week and he is still out there. But, you know, I mean, look, he's probably not going to play Sunday, especially he's out the first two practices. If he plays the full practice next practice, maybe we have a shot here. But, I mean, we'll see. But, you know, he's probably going to be out there. But, you know, I mean, look, Jay Bromley comes in, veteran presence, you know, because the Saints really did depth at that position. The Saints already had good depth. Sheldon Rankins played amazing um, against the Browns. And then um, Dave, you know, Onyamata also played pretty damn good there against the Browns. He didn't play, he played awful, you know, against the Bucks, but he had a better game against the Browns. Not amazing, but he's played pretty good there. Um, so I think that's good at the tackle position. We're getting pressure last week, so we just did a really good job there, and it was really nice to see. So now on to the injury report for um, the Saints. Falcons, we're just going to do the Saints, we'll do the Falcons a little later, but right now the Saints, you know, we have a lot of people in limited practice, a couple of people that didn't practice, but we'll just go right down the list. First, Taron Armstead, he is, he was limited in practice both days, he had a knee injury, Ted Ginn also with a knee injury, was limited in both practices, um, Andrew Pete has the ankle injury, and he is, um, he was limited as well, so those three or five people play. 
Um, you look at um, Manti Teo, he is not playing. He's a knee injury. Um, he, he's not playing the first two practices. He could still play, I feel like, in the game, but we'll see how it goes. And Tyler Davidson didn't play either in the first two practices with the foot injury. So I think, and then also just one quick news about Tommy Lewis. He was put on IR, um, and that's why Jim Bromley took his spot. I mean, just talk about other return options. Seems like Ginn or, you know, Kamara will come in. I would sign Brandon Tate, actually, and, you know, probably cut my, uh, Mike Gillisley. But um, they're not going to do that, so it seems like Ginn and Kamara will be the two options there. So now we're going to go on to some Saints-Falcons preview talk. So, you know, first we're going to start with some notes, then we'll go into the storylines, and then we'll go position-by-position position preview, and then finally end up with a score. I think this week's going to be really tough with the score, so we'll see what happens here. But just some notes to start off. This game will be in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium for the um, Falcons there. Um, the last meeting, the Saints did win in our dome, 23-13. Last game in their dome, we lost 20-17. to So that was obviously a very interesting game. You know, obviously the game ended with Deion Jones picking off Breeze in the end zone. Deion Jones won't be playing this game, so that's obviously a really big thing. Onto their injury report for the Falcons. Um, they have Julio, who's not practicing. They have um, Tack McKinley, who's not practicing. Devontae Freeman has not practiced both days. Um, Derek Shelby, who's also another starter for them, has not practiced both days. Um, you know, their um, offensive lineman, Ben Garland, has, was in limited practices. So, um, you know, looking also about their linebacker, Corey Nelson. He had a calf injury, limited on Thursday, but he didn't practice yesterday, today, excuse me. So that's what's going on with Nelson. Um, you know, Russell Cage, wide receiver, Gage wide receiver, um, a low rage wide receiver, he was limited in practice. So, I mean, just looking at it, they have basically, out of every position, they have a key player missing or just, you know, IR, stuff like that. You just go right down. Number one, their offensive weapons of Julio, who didn't practice again, and Freeman didn't practice. That's two players not practicing. You know, Julio, first, I thought it was just, you know, a little limited, you know, because he, like, on Wednesday, maybe just got him a rest day. This is, I don't think, I think this is actually a real injury. Two days now, did not practice. If he doesn't practice tomorrow, they're probably going to, you know, announce him out on Friday. Because, you know, if he didn't practice all three days, the Saints know he's not playing. You know, he's always going to be a decoy. Saints know that. So, you know, looking at that, Freeman will be out. You know, already said he'll miss two to three weeks already. Tack McKinley probably won't play either. And then also Keanu Neal won't play. We know that on IR. And then Deion Jones not playing either. So those guys, we know they're not playing. So coming in, they have a lot of injuries compared to us. With obviously we have injuries, but just not as many. And you know, if we miss you know one, two guys, you know, in Sunday's game, and they're missing seven guys, it gives us an advantage, and it just does. So you know, it doesn't even matter about the talent levels before and during the preseason. Now you know, look at the talent levels, completely different. You know, even though bad the Saints played and the Falcons played a really good game, they're missing a lot of pieces, especially if Julio doesn't play. I think that's really the big part for us. So if he doesn't play, I think that's a clear advantage towards us, so I think that's just be really, really big. And the Saints only have a 35.6% chance to win this game according to ESPN, but that's without factoring the injuries. So, I mean, with the injuries, I think that will go into our favor a little more. Um, it's a three-point spread um, with the Falcons as the um, leaders there, as we are the underdogs. They are going to be the favorites, excuse me, there. But I think that's kind of an interesting thing. I think we are going to come up, probably play, you know, I think a pretty good game. Just to the notes looking at, we have a clear advantage, I think, going before the game because they have all the injuries. But, you know, they have a clear advantage that they're playing a home game. So I think that's really big. But just go on to the storing lines. It's um, how will, you know, Atlanta's injuries affect their game plan and, you know, the game as a whole. And I think it's going to affect it a lot. You know, looking at it, each, um, you know, group, obviously not quarterback, quarterbacks, not hurt. But if you're looking at skill positions, you know, their top running backs, you know, 
if Julio's out, that's their top receiver. That's really big. I'll look going into that. Their offensive linemen, I think they may have, you know, they have one or two starters out right there, and that's to protect Matt Ryan. That's going to be really, really big there. Um, you're looking at then you, linebackers, you know, then you have Deion Jones, who's probably a top five linebacker in this game, and he won't play. He was, he's the only person to me that can guard Kamara on their team. No one can guard Kamara on the team. I don't know what they're going to do with that. I think he's going to go off. He went off in the first game at Atlanta, but then he got hurt. They had to take him out because of concussion, and they weren't allowing him back in, even though he was fine. So, look, whatever. I think that, that game was just that game. But, you know, you're just looking at it. Our team played pretty, pretty good you know, there in that game, and we only lost by three, and we didn't have Kamara. We also had a lot of injuries during the game. It was a Thursday night game, and we didn't pull it off, but I think this game's a little different because they have all the injuries. Um, you know, looking at the injuries, I think, you know, they had Keanu O'Neill last game, and he was a big factor, and then, you know, they don't have him this time. Deion Jones was a huge factor, and they don't have him. Um, you know, Devontae Freeman usually gashes us, won't get that chance this week. He'll probably be out. Julio, who always plays, you know, amazing. He's Julio Jones, top three receiver. If he doesn't play, that's huge. You know, that's just really, really big. That's just for their offense, you know, with those two guys. That's really, really big. And if they have a couple of offensive, offensive linemen out, that's really big as well. You know, going over, you know, to the defense, Tack McKinley out at defensive end, going opposite Vic Beasley. Now they don't really have a real, you know, weapon there. You know, Tack McKinley was really, really good, and that means they couldn't really double Vic Beasley. Now you can double Vic Beasley and, you know, leave the one-on-one with, you know, a second teamer there, which will be, um, you know, Brooks Reed. So, I mean, just looking at it, that's a huge advantage towards us. Deion Jones, we talked about, and Keanu Neal, we talked about. So, you know, those guys, you know, if every position, they're probably their best player in each group is missing. That's a big, big deal. And I don't think it should be glossed over, and I think that gives a clear advantage to us. Now, they changed that. Now, look, on the new players, we won't have as much, you know, tape on them. But, again, I feel like the talent that, you know, these guys have and that, you know, Deion Jones, you know, brings and those guys, they're going to miss it. And they know that, and they're going to probably, you know, scheme against that. I just don't think that they're going to have enough to overcome game plan-wise. They're just not going to be as good. You know, so, look, I don't know if we'll win the game, but they're coming in definitely hobbled, and we're playing them to me at the right time. You know, they lost all four, four preseason games. You know, they didn't play a good first game against the Eagles. To me, that I, I compare that to our game against the, you know, Browns. I mean, they didn't pull it off, but, you know, we did. So, I guess that's good for us. They played a good game last week, but now they're going to have to win back-to-back, you know, um, divisional games. So, if they can do that, that's really big for them. But, I mean, for me right now, they're going in against a hard game last week. Now you're going back-to-back really, really hard games, physical games. I wonder if they can do it and we'll really see that. But I think the injuries will not. You know, it's going to give them a momentum shift to the Saints already to start the game off that you're not playing with your best players. And, you know, if only Tyler Davidson and Manti Tayo, you know, miss it compared to... So if we're missing one to two starters and they're missing, you know, seven or eight, that's a big deal. You know, I, I think everyone would think that. So, you know, second storyline, you know, will the Saints be able to find, you know, a third option besides Kamara and Thomas? And they're going to have to. I think this is the game where you're going to have to. If it's Cam Meredith who better be playing, that guy's got, you know, repaying him almost $5 million. He's got to play. You know, I think he's going to be a really good player in our system. He's a big target, going to get a lot of first downs, but he's got to play. And I think Sean Payton's got to let him loose. Trey Pont Smith's got to get more opportunities. He hasn't got enough. I think Sean Payton knows that. And I think he will, you know, scheme towards that. So, you know, Traquan better be playing a lot more. To me, I think you need Meredith and Traquan with Mike Thomas. I think those three guys, if they play a lot, they're going to be difference makers. And I think one of those two guys are going to actually break 75 yards and maybe score a TD. I think that's why how big it's going to be. And I'm going to predict that. It's kind of my own, you know, big take for the game. I think either Kamara, uh, not Kamara, um, Cameron Meredith or Traquan Smith are going to have a very, very big game. Um, I think Ted Ginn here, we could be a third guy too. But until Ingram comes back, they're going to have to find that third guy. And the Saints are coming off on two really big, you know, road games. So they're going to have to probably win, 
you both here. If not, you know, split. It cannot, you know, obviously get swept there. So this is a big game, though. I think this is a game where you could take advantage in the division, especially with their injuries. But, you know, the Falcons are a really, really good team. And if the Saints, this is a show-me game for the Saints. Complete show-me game. If they win, I feel like they're going to be, you know, good and probably well off. If they lose, I think we're back to the drawing boards. But we'll see what happens there. But I think we were able to find... You know, that third option in this game. And then, you know, how is the defense going to play after their, you know, um, better play in week two? Now, I think they can do this in kind of a couple of ways. So, first, I think they got pressure in the last game. But I think they can get more pressure, especially with offensive line injuries to the Falcons. This new guy's plugging in. Cam Jordan played amazing. I feel like the whole defensive line played really, really good. So did the linebackers. To me, those two, just, you know, they're going to have to play probably just as good as they did. Demario Davis played outstanding. If he does that again, that's a big plus for us. So that's really, really big. But just looking at everyone else and everyone, you know, other the other groups, I think the secondary is the big one I'm circling. See if they can, you know, have a repeat performance. You know, Matt Ryan's much better than Tyrod Taylor. If Julio plays, he's much better than, you know, Jarvis Landry. So I think that that's the real test. As much as, you know, I think like the run defense will be a test with Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman had a really good week last week. Let's see if he can double down on that. I think the linebackers probably play, you know, I mean, they play a really, really good game. You know, to me, I gave him a minus. So I think if we they come up between the B and A minus range, we're good there. I think the defensive line, I think we're going to have to get pressure on them. I think we will get pressure on them. I think Cam Jordan will play really good just like he did last week. And I think Marcus Davenport's going to have a very, very good game. If not, Alex Okafor. You know, I like Davenport better right now, you know, for a couple of reasons. I feel like just one, his one stopping ability has been really, really good, which should be, that makes you make him be in on first and second downs. And I feel like if they put him and have a consistent amount of, you know, rushes and pass, I think he's going to be really, really good too. I think that first sack could come this week. To me, I think the defensive line will play pretty, pretty good. Now, look, they have a pretty good offensive line. They have you know, they, not a bad offensive line. They have a lot of, you know, nice pieces there. You're obviously looking at Alex Mack, the center. But, you know, they have um, Jake Matthews, who's a very, very good, um, you know, offensive lineman, offensive tackle, excuse me. So I feel like, you know, between all these guys, I feel like they're going to have, a, you know, the defensive line is definitely going to have a chore here, but I think they can do it. You know, I think that they're going to step step up and have a really good week. Same with the back end. I feel like Marshawn Lattimore, this is, is going to be his signature game of the 2018 season, how he brings it back. I think he's going to have a really good game. To me, Patrick Robinson has been a huge bright spot for this team, and I think he's going to probably play good as well. Marcus Williams looks like, you know, after that pick. You know, I think he has to continue that momentum. And then, you know, we're going to have to see something out of Kirk Coleman and Von Bell. Obviously, they didn't have any communications issues last week, but they weren't, you know, world beaters. They were playing Coleman in the box. Now they're playing him, like, more, you know, in that um, range for the run stops. Let's see what happens. I mean, still very, very early in the season with them. But I, but I feel like just the defense, I think they're going to have to step up to win this game. And I think they know that. So, I mean, to me, out of this third week, out of all the Saints, I just want to see, one, that we play as a whole cohesive team. You know, the offense plays good, the defense plays good, and we can bring it together. That's the main thing. You know, if any other thing, that's the main thing I want to see. If it's a win or a lose, I want to see the two units play in unison very, very well. I think if that happens, we probably could get the win here. But, you know, you never know. But that, I think this is where, you know, it comes and the defense plays good, offense plays good. And then I think we, we'd really be ready to go there. So that'd be really big. On to our position previews. So, you know, we're going to go group by group here, you know, position by position. It is seven categories. So we'll see who comes out on top here. So quarterbacks, it's Breeze versus Matt Ryan. Drew Breeze, 100% all day, every day of the week. I think even Falcons fans would say that. Breeze is a better QB. They know it. We know it. I'm just looking at the stats between the two guys. You know, Breeze, he is, you know, over an 80% completion percentage. He has 682 yards, 5 TDs. Matt Ryan, 
um, who's not been that good. You know, looking at it, um, you know, he has only 523 yards, two touchdowns, two picks, and a completion percentage of 62%. So I feel like, you know, between the two, you know, Breeze has played much better, and I think it's really time for Breeze to just step up, have one of his signature games. So I think he did in week one, didn't really in week two. He still played good. You know, he played a good game. You know, just looking at the stats, looking at you know, the eye test. I think he played a really good game, but I think he's going to be like, you know, um, high-level Drew Brees here. With, you know, maybe last week he was only mid-level, missed a couple passes. You know, usually when he does that, he comes up and plays really, really well there. So I think Brees wins it there. Skill position players. So look, when I think both teams are at full health, I think it's either, you know, a push. You know, if the Saints have Ingram, it's a push. Saints without Ingram, but the Falcons have full, full health, I'd go Falcons. But right now, the Falcons are missing Freeman, which I would call it a push them. They're both missing... You know, big running backs in our system. But if they miss Julio Jones, or if even Julio Jones isn't 100% here, you got to give you know us the edge. got to give the Saints the edge here. Now, why? I think, look, Kamara is better than Tevin Coleman, and behind Tevin Coleman, they don't really have much. Behind Alvin Kamara, we don't really have much. So I think when they go head-to-head, Kamara is the better running back. I think everyone would agree with that. I think running backs, we get the check. You know, we win there. You know, look at wide receivers. Without Julio, we have a much better. But even with 50% Julio, I'm taking Mike Thomas over Julio. Um, you know, Teggin over Mom and Sanu, mm, that's kind of like a push. Maybe a little edge, you know, for Sanu. So I think, you know, looking at that, you know, so that's Sanu. And then, you know, in their third running backs, I'm taking Traycon over Ridley. Or even, you know, I'm definitely taking Cameron Meredith over Ridley. You know, I don't think Austin Carr would be playing. You know, he had a big couple of big shots that he didn't, you know, take advantage of last game. So I think this is that probably his last game, probably for a couple of you know, at least a couple of games, you know, maybe more, but whatever that is, I feel like there, I think our tight ends, I'll take Ben Watson and, you know, Josh Hill over Austin Hooper and those boys, I think they would too. So I'm going to give the edge to the Saints here. You know, I think we're going to get, we're going to go up 2-0 in that little scoring category. I think, you know, I think we're a better unit there, you know, so that's what I feel. You know, all linemen, um, we were rated actually the best, um, you know, graded football, pro football focus, excuse me, rating for the whole offensive line. If we're healthy, we're playing together, you got to give us the you know, the check there, how, you know, I think we're going to beat the Falcons there. The Falcons coming in with a couple injuries, and they're not a bad offensive line by any means. They're very, very good, but I think we get the slight edge there. Um, you know, defensive line, without Tack McKinley, um, it's tough, you know, because I think with Tack, Tack McKinley, they give, they get um, Vic Beasley and Tack, and we really only have that Cam Jordan, you know, Alex Okafor, you know, uh, Marcus Davenport, excuse me. So I think I with Tack, I go, you know, probably Falcons. Without, um, you know, Tack McKinley, I think we have the edge. I think when you put that out, I think Davenport and, you know, um, Alex Okafor. So I feel like, you know, between, you know, our two guys and their backup, I'll take our guys 100%. So I think, you know, without Tack, if Tack plays, I give it to them. If Tack doesn't, I give it to us. So the next middle linebacker without Deion Jones, I think, you know, just looking at their linebacking core of, um, you know, they got, you know, Riley, you know, Campbell Jones is out, so they're gonna to to play a rookie Emmanuel Smith, and that that that's gonna to be tough for them. I mean, just looking at it, we know that you know playing a rookie in place for Deion Jones is gonna be a very very tough you know move for them. I think just coming out, I just don't see them you know playing our defense and just you know, playing our offense, excuse me, and playing really really good and stopping the run stop. This this oh linebacker core can't stop Kamara. They're gonna need help. They're gonna need brackets and stuff like that. You know, so to me, if you can't stop Kamara, if you can't stop you know, Kamara on the run. I think that's what's really going to big for the linebackers and when linebackers play the Saints. And I don't think this linebacker core is capable of that unless they're double-teaming him, which obviously is going to leave Mike Thomas open, which may leave, you want to double-team him, then that's going to leave other players open, which I think open the door for, you know, a third receiver here coming in. So I feel like, just looking at it, I feel like, 
this linebacker core is a little subpar without Jones. Jones is, you know, a top five linebacker. So taking out a top five linebacker is going to make, you know, your linebacking core not as good. Our linebacking core, you know, of Demario Davis, you know, AJ Klein, you know, Manti Teo, Manto Teo, doesn't play of Anzalone. I'll take that over theirs right now, which is three guys that, you know, not many, you know, NFL fans know because they're just not that proven. So, you know, maybe they'll come up and play really, really good. But to me right now, I'm just not seeing it. I'm going to give the edge to the Saints. And then looking at, you know, the DBs, Look, again, without Keanu Neal, take Keanu Neal out. That leaves them with two pretty good corners, obviously, with Alford and Trufant. Um, they have a Carter Allen at uh, strong safety, which is pretty good. But you think Trufant really can guard Mike Thomas? I don't think so. So, you know, look at that. You know, Alford, yeah, he'll probably play good against Arth, two or three, but maybe not. If it's one-on-one coverage, I'll take Drake Wong with him. I'll take Gin with him. So we'll see what happens there. You know, looking at the, um, you know, the Saints, DBs, to me, look, you take out that last two minutes of the Browns game, and we're coming out and we're saying, yeah, you know, our DBs played really good. You guys, Lattimore played really good. Crawley, you made some really, really good tackles. And then looking at, you know, Marcus Williams, the huge pick to change the game. But then this team can't play prevent defense. Why? I really don't know. Why Dennis Allen haven't taught him that. I just don't know. They can't play Tampa 2. You know, I don't even know if they can play cover 4 at this point. Or just play cover 4. Honestly, we cannot get beat over the top. Cannot happen. So this game... Really, I don't want to see the deep plays. If you want to deacon dunk, let them. You know, I, I like playing the zone with stopping the deacon dunk. But um, you know, sometimes you just gotta let. You know, you gotta stop the deep ball so we can. You know, let them deacon dunk. I think you gotta do that this week. If they don't have Jones, number one, I think we are completely. You know, gonna outplay them. I feel like we are our players. You look at Mahomes, the news, the number one who's gonna card by Lattimore. I think that would be a really good game. But if they have Julio, I think they still will have Julio. I think it may be just a little decoy there. I think that we will. Um, I think it's going to be tough. If Julio plays, I'll give the advantage to Atlanta. If Julio doesn't, I'll give the advantage to us. And that's kind of, you know, interesting there. Um, Ken Crawley, who did play a bad two minutes, but he didn't play that bad. I think people are saying, I agree with um, Deuce Windham, who had a whole thing about how um, Ken Crawley didn't play, you know, as bad as people might think. I actually agree with that. He had actually a couple of really big tackles. That was really, really good there. But I feel like we are, you know, I think we're, we're, we're not playing at our top, but I think we are, we're getting better from, you know, week one to week two. And now we just don't do that again. Look, we from week one to week two, we cut down more than half of the points that we gave up. You know, in week one, so that's really good. I said 24 points in week two would have been, you know, a successful game. I, I projected to go with 27. So, you know, obviously only scoring 18 is really, really big there. So, also, you know, the last group is special teams. I'm going to give this one to the Saints. The Saints just got some special team aces that the Falcons don't. You know, we have Justin Hardy, who's an unsung hero for the special teams. You know, they got Taysom Hill, who is, you know, I mean, he's a man, jack of all trades, as I always say. You know, there's a lot of things. Now he's returning kicks. I mean, he's done a really good job at that, so keep him up there. You know, Morstead, you know, we have Lutz. Hopefully, Arthur Millet plays. I think that would be really good, too, because he's a good special teams player. And I think our special teams is better than theirs. Theirs isn't bad. I think it's average. I just think ours is one of the best in the league. So, look, that puts the positions up. I'm looking at, you know, between 5-2 and two and 7-0 and no Saints, depending on the injuries. Now, look, but I'm not going to predict a, um, a blowout here. You know, I just think that it's a very edging both ways. I feel like the edge can go Falcons, edge can go Saints. I'm just picking the Saints right now in some categories because of injuries. And I think injuries will be a deciding factor of this game. It will definitely be a reason. Scores... Look, I don't really want to put a score up because I think this game is going to be so, so close. I think it's going to be around a 27-24 game either way. I think it's going to complete, you know, cost of the, toss of the coin here. I can see us winning. I can see us losing. I picked us to lose early in the season. But with all these injuries, I think it may tilt our way a little bit. 
to me, it's going to be around the 50-50. It's going to be hard to make a decision here. So, I mean, look, I don't, I don't really want to give it one way or the other because I really think it's going to be that close to the game. I think, I think the little things are going to matter. Maybe it didn't matter last week against the Browns, but it's going to matter this week, and I think that's what we got to take out of it, not just the score, not just this. What you should take out of this episode is that, you know, to beat the Falcons, we're going to have to do the little things correct and the big things correct, obviously, and that's how we're going to get a victory, I feel like, here. You know, it's going to be a really tough game, gritty game, and I think we kind of just have to pull this out. You know, maybe the will win just gives the Saints a little extra edge. I think Sean Payton's really going to coach a good game this week. I have a feeling coming off two not-so-good coaching weeks, I think he's going to play really good there. And I think it's going to be, you know, a decision between, you know, looking at it. It could be a few little difference here. Could be a Will Lutz field goal and maybe a Matt Bryant miss or something like that. Or maybe a touchdown score by Drew Brees and we stop them in the red zone. I think that's that's going to be a big thing. And, you know, we're going to have to do that. So on to some Houdat Nation fan questions. So our first question is from Dongard9. He said, do you think this team will be able to get the win against Atlanta? So I think we talked at depth about this. But, yeah, I think it's, it's a good possibility. It's not good. I'm going to say it's average. I think it's around a 50-50. I think that's really, really big. That it's going to be a toss-up game. Obviously, we just talked about it. So I'm not going to go into huge depth there. But I think the difference can be the injuries. And um, it's going to be, obviously, for some teams it is. And I feel like this will be a big um, week for the Falcons, see what they got. But I just think that um, I think it's going to be a big difference for us. And I think our lack of injuries and they're having a lot of injuries is going to help us by a lot. I think Breeze will be able to you know, capitalize off that. I think the defense will be able to capitalize off that. And I think it's going to be really, really big. Our next question is from Houdatfan94123. And he asked, you know, the biggest improvement needed for Atlanta. And to me, the biggest improvement is going to have to be the offense. And coming into E2, you wouldn't think that, but it's going to have to be. And I think this is comes with the little things, um, you know, idea that I'm thinking about. They cannot do what they did in the red zone at one time. That's got to get better. Their red zone offense and their sloppy play. You got to stop the fumbles. No more penalties, stupid penalties. And supposedly the fumbles, they're stupid too. Because the fumbles, it's not even like the, the Browns played and the Bucks had some really nice strips or anything. We would try to, we would like, on impact, we would fumble the ball. Like that cannot happen. So I think looking at it, you know, that's a really, really big thing for us. Cannot happen. Bree is missing that throw. Cannot happen. The two throws. And I, I can pick out, you know, just straight out of my head, like eight plays that need to be changed for the this offense. The defense last week, I can't. Looking at it, I think it's like one or two, the deep play to Callaway, and then maybe at the very, very end of the game to set up their field goal. I think that's really it, the defense. I think they play much better, and I think also a big thing for this team, improvement. I think Crawley's going to have to play much better against Sanu. I think that could be a really, really big thing. Or it could also be a really big thing for Ridley. If you put one of the two, I think he would actually play Sanu. Ridley looks like he's a slot receiver, so that's what it is there. So on to our next question and our last question from Houdatfan91341. And he asked, could you start doing film studies at some point? So um, I'm actually thinking this kind of transitioning to the end of our podcast. So I really think that um, I think film study is a really good idea. I think if I did that, I think we would have to go back to one episode a week with the film study. If you guys wanted that, I think that would be a YouTube thing. Not really much as a podcast thing. We could talk. We could uh, upload it to podcast. But um, I think this is, you know, for film studies, I think that'd be a really cool thing to do on YouTube. I know a lot of other YouTubes do it. So if you guys want to see it, I'll do it. Um, I, I like actually doing like kind of like film studies in the podcast like I've done, you know, breaking down plays, breaking down performances by players. I think that's really good. But, you know, I'm definitely open to it from some point. So, you know, with all that said, 
think it's time to wrap up this podcast. So as I said earlier in the episode, in the beginning, if you like this podcast, you know, you can follow us on Twitter at the Who Dat Dis. You can follow us on Instagram at Who Dat Discussion. You can follow us on Podomatic at the Who Dat Discussion. And also you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, our Google Play channel, and our iTunes channel at the Who Dat Discussion on there. You know, please leave comments, you know, reviews, you know, um, a rating. That's just really helpful for me, as I said earlier, to expand the podcast, get some feedback back. So that's all really, really good stuff. You know, obviously, you know, if, if you can share this podcast, that'd be really big, as I said earlier. Any, you know, anything, you know, even it's just word of mouth, which these days doesn't happen as much. But, you know, word of mouth, you know, tell your friends that are Saints fans, you know, family, you know, even some coworkers. That would be really helpful for me. You know, just looking into Sunday's game, I just want to say we're really pulling for this team. I think this is a really big win, and it would be a really big win because we didn't win yet. I'm <laughs> um, getting ahead of myself a little bit. Um, you know, this would be a really big win for this team, I think for many reasons to me. Win, I think we're in really, really good shape. A loss, I think we'd be in bad shape. So I think this game is really, really pivotal, much bigger than last week. I really do think that. I think last week I just, you know, you're saying because we needed to, it was a necessity, but the game wasn't as big. We probably should have won the game. Now this is a game where we're not really projected to win. We're the underdog. And even though it's a slight underdog, I think they're going to come up, play really good, and I think we can win it. I really do. So with all that said, I want to say thank you, prove them right, and who that?